What does it look like when uh, tyranny and dictatorship comes to town? Well, hopefully you'll never find out. It seems like maybe we're in the middle of dictatorship light right now. But what happens when a citizenship completely bows down to the government that is their overlords? Well, I want to talk about that on today's episode of the Chad Prather Show. And I want to use specifically the nation of France and talk about what's happening there. I know many of you would say, well, what difference does it make what's happening in France? Well, it's funny how the trends show us that what's happening in Europe tends to try to come and make its way onto the shores of American civilization. Let's stop that before it happens. How do we do that? By checking the warning signs. So welcome to this episode of the Chad Prather Show and my very special guest who's going to educate us on what this looks like what the warning signs are, and how we can avoid it. Folks, put on your thinking caps and listen closely. Welcome to this episode. Let's get started. I love you. It's hard for American people to understand how much the World War I affects France. Quarters of the men alive die in that war. Generally, on that kind of force, the quarters of men who die are the, the toughest. The whole, all of these people die. So the, the French blood... The French genetic changed a lot after yeah. that, okay? Mm-hmm. On the same time, all the refugees from Germany, Italia, Spain, you know, all the communists, all the anarchists came to France to refugee. The population changed. We lost million and million of toughest conservative men mm-hmm. and we gained million of, you know, communist refugees and anarchist refugees. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. We are here in the cave. Before we get started, my buddy Brad Howder up in Indiana, he sent me a new board game that he created, and it's really cool. I mean, this thing is professionally done. It's called Get Woke. Uh, if you want to, <laughs> this was the fun thing, like in, in, invite your really progressive aunt with the purple hair over for Thanksgiving and pull this board game out and, and play. I, you, you got the Constitution cards. You got the Social Justice Warrior cards in here. It's really, really cool. It says for ages 16. Plus, CJ's been playing it with her kids, and they're 12 and under. So it's a lot of fun. You can get it at getwokenow.net. Not .com. That's the wrong website. .net. Getwokenow.net. And he's trying to get rid of these right now because he's going to do a digital version. Probably shouldn't tell his trade secrets. But if you use promo code CHAD, I spell it Chad, he'll give you 50% off. 50% off, that's a great deal on that game, and it's a lot of fun. Get them, get a bunch of them, give them to your friends, pass them out, uh, send them to the neighbors who leave notes on your car because they don't like you, uh, that kind of stuff. GetWokeNow.net. Thank you guys for tuning in. I just want to let you know, uh, if you head over to WatchChad.com, I am headed out on the road. Um, I will be in Memphis February 1st. I'll be in Van Buren, Arkansas February 2nd. Then on February 3rd, Shreveport, Louisiana. Tons of dates coming up, not the least of which right here in Spring, Texas at Dosey Doe on the 16th of February. And we will be in Fredericksburg, Texas, back at the Rock Box Theater on the 17th of February. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when this episode is going to come out. I think I know when it's going to come out. So we're not going to we're going to try not to timestamp it. There's a lot of crazy things going on in America. You guys know that. But there's a lot of the crazy things going on in the world. And uh, I, I've kind of been liberating for me here lately because 
since I've been doing the shows here in the cave, I've been paying less and less attention to the mainstream media. I don't really care what MSNBC or CNN or even Fox has to say. I know where to go get my news. That's what I'm that you know, I use like townhall.com. I'll give them a free shout out. I, just give me the news. Black and white. I don't want the, I don't want the writer or the speaker's opinion. I just want the news. Tell me what's going on in the world. I go to X a lot and try to read that crap, but you know sometimes you can get some informative stuff over there. But the one thing that has not changed uh, in the last month and a half since we've been sitting in here in this in this cave is um, the world is still insane. That you can put that on every headline. The world's insane. And I want to welcome to the show uh, my friend Baptiste Marche. He knows a little bit about the world. He's from France. Yes, He's sir. From, you're from France, and um, we're not we're not going to do this episode in French. No, of course. Yeah, I'm not expecting you to speak in French. <laughs> Even if you show me some some talent, you, I know you can't no. continental damn. No, I can but, do it. I yeah. can I can say bonjour, enchanté, ça va. We could go. We, that's about as far as we could go. Comment that's, allez-vous? That's going to be hard to have like a full conversation It'll with be tough. that. But yeah. We're not going to be able to get into <laughs> geopolitics if I say WC s'il vous plaît. That's not, that's, <laughs> I'll, wind, I'll find the toilet maybe, but that's about it. Yeah. So that's, that's the extent of where I'm at. So you, gosh, I want to get into some stuff about you um, before we get some commentary going. Uh, Baptiste, you... You came here a few years ago to specifically to Texas. I won't even say America. You came to Texas. When you drove up today, you came up in, in a in a good looking Texas truck. Like yeah. you if you had climbed out at any Bucky's gas station <laughs> anywhere in the backwoods of Texas, I would have said, it's just a good old Texas boy. And then you started uh-huh. talking and it sounded like you had some sophistication. <laughs> but French accents will do that, right? Yeah. You got a podcast that nobody that listens to this show will understand because you do it in French. You've written a book. I think you're writing another book, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm writing another book. Yeah. First thing, I want to thank you, Chad, to have me there. It's, it's really such an honor for me to be there, to be in a cave with you and <laughs> have the, the possibility to speak to your public. It's really, really, I'm grateful for that. And I want to excuse myself about the accent. I know you said it's no. so, so sophisticated, but I know I'm still... <laughs> I'm still doing a lot of mistakes in, in when I'm speaking English, and I want people to excuse me. I'm I'm still learning English. Sure. That's um, I've been in Texas since a year and a half, so I'm still like taking lessons and stuff. And I'm promised that if we do another podcast next time in the future, I will be better and better. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't want that people think that I'm the kind of guy who just come here. I don't give a fuck about you know the language or something. <laughs> I'm learning. It's just it's it's a totally new language. So yeah. Because, like mistakes could happen. Yeah. Well, I, so if you don't understand something I say, just yeah. let me know. I will formulate it no. in a different way. No, you uh, you hold the the bench press record in France. So I'm not going to correct you on anything. <laughs> yeah, um, I found that anybody that could just take me and wad me up in a ball and throw <laughs> me away, I don't correct them on a lot of things. Now, me personally, I grew up in Georgia. Um, it, that's the deep south of the U.S., of course, and then came to Texas about 21 years ago. And for me, 
I know for a fact that I've consistently slaughtered the English language um, <laughs> my entire life. So I can tell. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not going to judge you. <laughs> people ask me a lot of times, they'll say, we don't hear as much accent in you. And I say, well, I haven't lost my accent, but I have muted it a little bit. Right. I brought it down because when I go home to Georgia, when we get together with family and start talking, I don't know that anyone can understand the language we're speaking because it's so much Southern yeah. anyway. But that's funny because you'll hear, uh, you hear my French accent, but mm -hmm. as soon as, as I'm speaking English in France or in like any European uh, speaker, they heard the Texan accent because I yeah. learned English in Texas. Yeah. So there's a bunch of shit that I'm saying that I don't <laughs> even know who's from Texas or from South. Like right. I say, yo, or howdy or something. It's just the way I, they teach me, you know? Yeah. And so... When I'm like uh, speaking with like an Englishman or something, and I'm like, have a good one, sir, or something, they're like, where the <laughs> fuck do you come from? Um, it's just sounds weird because I'm like in the middle range between the French accent and the Texas accent. Yeah. I'm going to take you down to Beaumont, Texas sometime, and maybe down around Vider or something, and take you in a gas station and see if they, because you'd blow their minds. They, they may understand you because you're getting down there around French Cajuns at that point. Who knows? They may know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Get over in that part of the country. But no, I'm glad you're here in America. We're going to talk a little bit about that journey, but I want to talk uh, about a number of different things and get into it. Hey guys, you know, for 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say the only one, trust me, they are the only one. And uh, Patriot Mobile has been a great supporter of this show, and I'm proud to continue partnering with them. You know, Patriot Mobile offers uh, dependable nationwide coverage, and they give you access to all three major networks, which means you're going to get the same dependable coverage that you're accustomed to without funding leftist causes. See, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message. You're saying that you support free speech, religious liberty, uh, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, our first responder, and our military heroes. And they have a 100% U.S.-based customer service team, which is going to make switching so easy. You can keep your number, keep your phone. Call them up. They'll help you upgrade with a brand new phone. Whatever you need, their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. You go to patriotmobile.com slash chad. Uh, you call them on the phone if you want to, 972-PATRIOT. Talk to them. And you get free activation when you use promo code CHAD. I spell it CHAD. That's right. Join me. Make the switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com slash chad. That's patriotmobile.com slash chad. Use promo code CHAD. Call them up, 972-PATRIOT. I used to say this, Adeptes. I used to say this. The last time I was in France, I think, was 95. I think that was the last time. I was one years old. You, you were a baby. <laughs> I think it was 95. Um, so it's been a while. But I can remember going through France. I can remember being also that same year in Frankfurt, Germany. And I said to my travel companion, I said, what happens here is going to happen in America in 20 years. Now, that was before the Internet. That was before email. That was before the world got really, really small in terms of communication. And now it's a lot faster. What is happening in parts of Europe, especially with socialist, progressive, Marxist policies and ideologies, is starting to happen here a whole lot faster. So Europe, in many ways, has been the trendsetter and for what's to come in the U.S. Um, now it's sort of almost happening in real time. How, how long have, have the people of France, people that you would say, hey, they have some, the people that have some common sense and are opposed to this, 
have they seen this coming for a long time or did it just did they just wake up one morning and suddenly they were in a socialist society okay so it's a long story okay yeah. it starts on the world war one mm-hmm. okay it's hard for american people to understand how much the world war one affect france back in the day quarters of the men alive die in that war yeah. quarters we're full people here one of us died yeah Okay, so it's like, like an estimate of 10 million men. Quarters, yeah. yeah. You, can you imagine that? Yeah. And generally, on that kind of force, the quarters of men who die are the, the toughest, you know, mm-hmm. like the strongest. Yeah. The one who go in line, the one who are going to fight for the, the country the first, okay? So all, all of these people die. So the, the French blood, the French genetic, you know, don't get me wrong, but you know what I'm sure. talking about change a lot after yeah. that okay then goes the world war ii okay and another part of the toughest guy died too but on the same time as all these old fashioned french people the old friends okay all these tough patriotic guys died mm-hmm. on the same time all the refugees from the, from germany italia uh, italy spain you know all the communism communists all the anarchists came to France to refugee, okay? So the population changed. We lost million and million of toughest conservative men, mm. and we gained million of fucking, you know, communist refugees and anarchist refugees, yeah. okay? So that's, that's the first part of the process. Then what happened is all that people get placed into strategic work like education, and justice and you know that kind and media okay so france is a um vertical government it's not a federal government you can be in any region of france the government decide for you right okay so even if you live in a region was like 99 percent conservative mm-hmm. if the government is like is a leftist government you're gonna have some leftist rules you have nothing you have no fence between you and the government, okay? So basically the public school, okay? If the government decide to do some crazy shit in public school and turn that into a brainwash machine, okay? Even whatever you live in France, you're gonna have to put your kid in that school, okay? So that's what happened. That starts to use the big machine, the media, and the school, and transform the new generation. Mm-hmm. And so we slowly goes into that. Then I will say that one of the biggest problem we got is socialism in France. Right now, we so we start earlier, like in the in the 1930, to have some, let's say some workers, right? You know, yeah. it, it starts slowly like that to turn in hundred years into the most socialist country in the old world. Right now. If you take the entire money production of France, every cent was made in France. Okay, I don't, I, I don't know how you call that, like internal product, something. There is a term. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. If you like all you that, got it. All, that it. all that money. Yeah. Sixty-six percent is taxed by by government. Sixty-six percent of all of any money was product in France. That's more than China. Yeah. That the only country in the history was. 
a, a, a part of the government that high on the economy was Soviet Union. Mm. Can you imagine that? So 66% of basically the domestic product, everything that France is producing, exactly. is 66% of the taxation. It's 66% of all that money yeah. is taxed by, yeah, wow. by government. So basically, if you want an example, when I left France, I was paying 75% of taxes on my company. 75%? 75%. I know. I'd I leave too. <laughs> you, can you imagine? I would leave too. Yeah. That's just not possible. So right now, we give so much power mm. to that government, you know, that it's almost impossible to go back because we have no weapons to fight. Because like I said, even if you like what protects you as an American people is the Constitution. Mm -hmm. You really have to understand that. It's like super important that you always fight for that. Because I, I saw, you know, I read the Constitution. I got it in French, actually, to be sure to understand everything on the American Constitution. And I saw how our country are built differently, okay? Because my country is made normally to be a monarchy, mm -hmm. you know, not that republic, right. okay? So they take the, the worst part of the monarchy and use it for the republic. So it made, it, it, it transformed into a monster, what it is now. The government is, is kind of like a mutant, okay? But there, you have your state, you have, you know, the federation to protect you. You can regroup, you can stay for your ground. And that's what Texas is so different than like California or New Jersey, okay? Mm -hmm. And if in France, right now, we have nothing to fight against government. We have not that state fence or something, okay? So the government decide of what we are doing with our money of what we're teaching to our school and everything and they got so much power that even if you become a guy like me and you say yeah that's too much i, I want to stand against that they can just shut you off yeah well they already own you yeah i mean they already with 75 percent tax or 66 exactly. on the gdp Exactly. Um, it tax you to death. And I want to just, I want to go back to something you said, because you can really write the script in history. You know, France goes back, let's go back to what was the, the crappy movie that just came out, Napoleon, that just came out. You know, Napoleon, if you study history, Napoleon made all of his soldiers in their knapsacks as they did battle. He made them carry a, a map of the world in the tricolors of France mm -hmm. because Napoleon's vision was world domination. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to take over the world. And then um, you get to World War One, and like you said, it decimates the population of men. The fighting men, they're gone. The, the, the best of society, they're gone. Makes it very easy for Hitler in World War II to just march right in. Not really. Like, it's, it's, a, so? common, it's a common mistake. Yeah. Like, when so basically when the french government uh signed the peace with with germany mm -hmm. when they give up the difference of deaths on the two camp was four thousand people that's it really yeah but the thing is they were thinking about what happened in world war one in terms of the way it was fought yeah that so kind of thing? what happened is um there is different things will change in france past the centuries we used to be the most populated country in the world during a long time, okay? Mm -hmm. People was doing like nine kids, eight kids, seven kids, okay? Well, there's a lot of love in France. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of romance, baby. <laughs> Pepe Le Pew. I mean, there was a lot going on yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. prolific. But uh, they changed uh, the, um, 
the the how you say like um, the heritage law okay so basically before uh when um when a, a peasant when a, a farmer die mm-hmm. his older kids get all the property okay mm-hmm. that was before then then change the law and no you can't choose who you give your really? yeah in france uh, really? like i said everything is owned by government yeah. the government decide we're gonna have your heritage. So now if you are four kids, you have to separate your land in four and give the same amount on every kid. You, that's it, that's the law. Mm. So what happened is the, the farmer who used to do like eight or nine kids, stop to do that. Cause when they have a big farm, big property, like a powerful property, they have to separate it on eight and it becomes just a small one. We get buy by another property. So they start to do only one kid or two kids to keep something big, you know, to keep the 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 family empire big. Yeah. So that's what changed. So after World War One, like I said, we lose quarter of the population. But the born machine, you know, the burning machine, the kids product machine wasn't running that far. Right. So what the Maréchal Pétain said when he signed the piece is the France, France doesn't have the machine anymore to make all that kids back. Mm. And if we lose, if we win against Germany this time, like we did in World War One, the cost going to be so much people and we can't go back because we are not mm. doing kids anymore. France just not going to exist anymore. And I, I don't say it was right. OK, I'm just. Telling yeah. the story like straight. Sure. Okay. So that wasn't easy for Hitler or something. Hitler knew, knew that that will be a, a very tough fight and something. But just he also knew that we will not maybe not ready to pay the price again that we paid before. Not willing to make that sacrifice again. Exactly. Exactly. And, and Hitler have annexed a lot of country before. So he don't even have to sacrifice so many German people. He can sacrifice mm. people from other country. Yeah. So he know that we were not equal on, on this time. But yeah, it's like I said, it's, you know, this process made that today we are where we are in the situation we are. And it's it becomes super complicated because we have all of the worst part of what can happen. Yeah. The worst economy, the worst immigration, the worst safety, you know, everything is bad right now. I can't tell you something good will still good in France. Really, there is nothing really good. And even with that amount of taxes we pay, because that's so much. France is the most taxed country in the old world. Mm. That's crazy. So the fiscal pressure, what we call the fiscal pressure is like, when you take a family and you just put all the taxes they paid in anything, uh, the selling taxes, taxes on gas, taxes on electricity, taxes on pay, you know, income taxes, everything together. And you take, okay, mother, father, they win, they get paid that much. How much goes to the states at the end of the month when they have paid everything, okay? In France, for two parents and two kids, okay, the fiscal pressure with like normal job, not entrepreneur, just like regular salary, okay? The fiscal pressure is 46%, so basically like 50%. That means that the average pay in France right now is 2,000 bucks. It's nothing. Here in Texas, it's 4,600. Right. So the average pay in France is 2,000 bucks. So you have mom who get paid 2,000 bucks. You have dad who get paid 2,000 bucks. 4,000 for the whole family, 2,000 goes to the state. Wow. But you have to understand that gas is 10 gallon, the, 10, the 10 bucks the gallon of gasoline. Mm-hmm. Okay. 10 bucks the gallon. Electricity is way more expensive than in Texas. Lodging are way more expensive than in Texas. 
food are way more expensive than in Texas. So we get paid that less, but everything else is like way more expensive. Yeah. How people can live correctly? They yeah. can't. Even if they work hard, they can't. Right now, what happened is we have family with both parents working hard. We can't even afford to get meat in the freezer for the kids. How do you want these people to fight? They can't. How do you want these people to support Baptist Marche on YouTube and, uh, and, 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 and expect them to give you like a, to, some money for you to continue the, the, mm -hmm. the war? It's impossible. They can't even offer meat. They can't even offer to put gas in the car. Well, it looks like a storm is coming in. And you know, the funny thing about storms is they don't care if you're ready for them or not. I want you to be ready when the storm hits. Sometimes when it hits, it's too late. You can't prepare then. You know, there's warning signs, the thunder, the clouds, the lightning in the sky. They let you know that it's time to expect a storm. You also know that the time to prepare for the storm is always right now. Now, I want to help you prepare for the coming storm. I want you to go to my special website, preparewithchad.com. When you're there, you're going to automatically save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Your family should be next. Now, sealed inside the ultra-durable packaging is their delicious meals that are going to last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories a day. You're able to eat right whenever things go wrong. And uh, these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply are going to help you do that. You need one for every member of your family. $200 in savings. You can get enough for each member. They all deserve protection, right? Go to preparewithchad.com. Order by 3 p.m. any given day, and you will get free shipping on the same day. The website, preparewithchad.com. Prepare for the storm. So many, there's so many comparisons and conclusions to draw from that. You know, you talk about them not being willing to... Um, make the sacrifice again after World War One, and, and what happens with human nature is if you're not willing to make that sacrifice, and you're not willing to, to, to deal with that hardship again, you allow the state to come in and take over because now they're taking care of you. Exactly. I don't I don't want to lose everything again. We don't want to lose all of our men again. So let's let the state just take care of us. And that mindset, it seems to me, just translated over, which is kind of where we are here in America right now. Everybody has gotten so comfortable we don't understand the concept of sacrifice. People don't understand this, you know, the, the nature of, of hard work ethic. They don't understand that these days. I know there's some out there who do. Of course there are. Yeah. But we're raising a generation that has no concept of that. And so I see people on the Internet, on social media, whenever we talk about socialism, which, again, I try to make the clear distinction. Socialism is not a social program. We all have social programs. There are social programs out there. But there's a big difference from socialism, where the state is owning literally everything and then doles out as they see necessary to, what was your phrase a minute ago, to the peasants. And that's true. Um, we're headed that direction now in America. And when I see that, it's, it's, it's really interesting for me. And it's also scary because basically when I look at California right now, what I see, and you, you told, you told that before, what I see is France 20 years ago. Mm. I know the direction they're going to. Mm. I know it perfectly. When I talk about all that shit, social, uh, like the free healthcare, everything, all the, all the rules there right now, all the decisions they're doing right now, open borders and everything. Yeah. We did that. We experienced that already. Don't tell me it's a good thing. Yeah. Bullshit. See, we, they, we, France, I'm, I'm sorry, but 
No, no. It's I know it's hard for American people, especially in 2023, to understand, 2024 now, to understand, but France was the America before America. Mm. France was the most powerful country in the world during centuries. The most powerful army until the 1950s, France was the country with the most amount of gun by citizen. Really? Yeah. Gun culture was something super common in France until the government decided to disarm people. To disarm? Yeah. Disarm. Disarm yeah. people. Okay. Right now, it's practically impossible to get a gun legally in France. Mm. It's a gun. It's a giant gun-free zone. Okay. Yeah. But in only 50 fucking years. That's what happened. So I know where you are now, and I know where you're going to, okay? Mm -hmm. But the good thing about America is the people who build it, our ancestors, because that's your ancestors, but it's like my ancestors' cousin, what the European who came here. And a lot of French people came in Texas and built Texas. I, told, I know exactly the, the, the story about this, this state and this land. They built it to be different because mm -hmm. they came from a, some very old country. France is a 2,000 years old country. It's hard to understand as an American point of view. Because for right. you, when you see a building was 200 years old, for you, it's like a whole history. For yeah. me, it's yesterday. Yeah. 200 years old in France, it's nothing. Nothing. The church on my small parents' village, the little church I'm going to the mass, is a 16th century church. And that's enough. Nobody pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. So these people, I, yeah. It I is, tell people all the time about places like the Cathedral of Milan. It, it took 600 years to build that church. Exactly. It's 600 years to build it. Yeah, it's three, yeah, three times the, the, the yeah. age of America just to build yeah. a church. So there's people who came here and built this land and built America and know I've like such a long experience of how a country can turn bad. And they think about that before. And they made it, you know, to not follow the same way. Yeah. That's why I say take care of that, of that the first thing they give you, that constitution, the first mm. American spirit spirit. In which spirit they build this country, think about that. Because when you just want to to copy, like they want, like like, like this, this this goddamn leftist when they just want to copy. I heard them like they want to copy friends on some social thing and stuff. No, <laughs> you're going, you're going wrong. Your ancestor built this country to not be like that. Yeah, you know, and you make it just a big jump at a time, and you you, you yeah. grab back what you were, what your ancestor was living. Okay, yeah. So it it could be different there. I'm not. I'm not that dramatic like America gonna follow what I don't trust that because I know there is another possibility, but people have to understand freedom is not free. Yeah. It's not. You have to fight for that. And you're gonna have to fight for that. Yeah. That's important. That's why that's where we fail in France. When you talk about the World War II, when Germany was occupied France, okay, the resistance was actively fighting to get France free. And they worked with the American, with different allies, okay, to, to make France free again. Mm -hmm. How many resistance was in France? Okay, we used to be 40 million people at this time, okay, in 1940. Did you know how many resistance ex exist? Mm. 5,000 people, that's it. Wow. But with 5,000 people determined it, 5,000 people who trust it with the help of God, 
with the love of the country, you can do that. And my grandfather is known as a, one of the most famous resistants in France. He used to run a very big wide of resistance. He was the one who delimited the area for the American parachutists to come in Homa Abbey, okay, the 6th June. So I know the price it, it costs, you know, mm -hmm. to fight when, because people wasn't, um, like people wasn't really collaborate with Germany. I know it sounds weird. Like you, you're like, yeah, the French people just collaborate with Adolf Hitler in Germany. No, no. Some, a small amount of people collaborate and a small amount of people resist. But all the other one was just waiting. Yeah. That's it. Like today, like today, you got this super extreme activist, leftist liberals, okay, on one side, and you got guys like you and I fighting on the other side, but what the average population does, they just wait comfortable in this, in our, on their freedom, yeah. thinking like freedom gonna be there forever, but it's not. No, it's you said you gotta fight to get it, you gotta fight to keep it, because it will go away, I mean, by its very nature. It, it will go away, you of know. Course. Our president, Ronald Reagan, said that, you know, it's it's just freedom, just one generation away from extinction. Exactly. You know, it's so if you're not consistently fighting to keep it up. And again, we've had, you know, we've had over two year, 200 years of our Bill of Rights. You know, I think Canada adopted theirs in like 82 or 81. So they, 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 most of the most of the countries of the world have no concept of what the Bill of Rights. But now, you know, what we've dealt with. Here is now, you know, Texas puts up razor wire to protect our southern border. Our governor puts up razor wire. Supreme Court comes in and says, you got to cut that down. And, yeah. and so we're being overrun. We're literally being overrun. And then just so that they can be thought of as right and win the fight online, you got these progressive idiots that embrace socialism and Marxism and are just absolute morons. You know, they go online and they think they say, oh, you bunch of hate filled people that hate immigrants. And, and it's well, uh, well, here's the thing. The, the folks that are coming over, coming over our border, we've we've had over 165 countries represented in those encounters in the last year. That's a lot of countries. They're coming from all over the world. They're coming to your doorstep and they don't give a shit who you voted for. They don't care if you voted for Joe Biden, Donald Trump or or or, you know, whoever some mythological pegasus they don't care they're still they're still here and we're dealing with that and when you have the federal government violating the constitution and and violating the bill of rights in pushing back against states rights and our ability to defend our own homes we're in trouble so when you tell me that story about france what i hear is consequentially it's gotten so bad in france the only salvation for france is that the whole system just collapses. Right now, everybody knows that, and even the government, we're at the limit of a civil war. And sadly, that's probably the only way we got. Mm. And that's horrible. And I say that knowing all the consequences, because my family is out there. They're there, yeah. And I know what's gonna happen, man, I know. Yeah. But I'm ready. If I have to go back in France, that's gonna be for the only reason for that, for the war. I know. So yeah, you have to do something before being on that point. Yeah. But all these people who tell you about the immigrant, how you just are hateful, you hate immigrant. What what are they gonna tell me? 
do I hate immigrants there in America? I am a fucking immigrant. <laughs> right. I am. I, and I'm not a, like a, I'm not here since 20 years or something or like son of an American guy living in France. No, I'm just here since a fucking year. I'm a brand new immigrant. So what are they going to tell me? Mm-hmm. It's not about that. And, and you know, the history of Texas especially make a lot of sense. Because in 1835, everybody want to go and come in Texas, okay? The Mexican government, I'm not teaching you the Texan history, but it just, it, it just like sure, a, sure. a reflection, no. okay? So the Mexican government want all of these white American people came because Texas was empty, okay? So what I said is, if you came and come in Texas, you just have to take the Mexican nationality mm-hmm. and being baptized on the Catholic church, mm-hmm. then you're going to have... 100 acres for $30, and you will never pay taxes in your life, okay? That was the rule the Mexicans said. Good deal. So, good deal. Yeah. All of these people came from America, from Europe, built taxes. Then, they start to import and export things, like they start to work, product. The Mexican was like, eh... I know we say that you will never pay taxes, but all these products that you import or export, we have to tax them. And that's the very beginning of the Texan revolution. People are going to say, no, it's for slavery. For That's not real. The first beginning was people saying no to socialism. Mm-hmm. So there is an history of saying no in Texas, cause Texas was built on a big no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I like that, yeah. You yeah. know, so if there is a, one place in America we can change the way it goes, that's Texas. Yeah. Cause that's in our, in your fiber, you know, that's in our, your blood, in this, the blood on this heart was made with that. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I believe the federal government is so adamant to go after Texas because they know that Texas is a is a bastion. It's a bulwark here in the United States for freedom. It represents something far bigger. And and the problem is our cities are are already pretty much gone. There's there's no conservative cities left in Texas. So whether it's Austin, horrible, or yeah. Dallas, Fort Worth is now headed that direction very strongly. Yeah. El Paso, uh, Houston, San Antonio. San Antonio. You know, by and large, those are all blue cities now. Um, but cities are always blue. Cities it, always are. There's, that's c- why I say all the time. Cities always yeah. turn blues because comfort make people turn blues. God, that's so that's, true. That's what happened. And, and and it's the same in France. Like, the entire, France is a 70% rural country. Yeah. We're so true. I'm, I'm a true rural people. I come from France country, deep in the country, like hillbilly, backwood, call that what you want. But I come from that place. We made friends. We make friends work, yeah. But the fucking city people fucked us. Always, always. And, and that's why I say there's no there's no red states in America anymore because there's no red cities. All the cities have gone blue. Yeah. All the cities have gone yeah. blue, and that's but why. Are you really? In, I'm sorry to. No, no. Go ahead. Are you really in Texas when you're in a city right now? Like I can't no. tell you. No. For me, from an outside point of view, I know Texas. I think I know Texas. I work in Texas, all around Texas. I got a, a by the way, I got a hunting trip company, okay? So mm-hmm. I'm hunting and fishing all around Texas. But when I'm in Austin, when I'm in San Antonio, can you yeah. just tell that you are in Texas? No. Looking at the building? No, not really. 
looking the people? Not at all. Not at all. It's not even Texas. And no. that's what I say to all the tourism that I came, that I, I got that all these French people who came from hunting with me there, okay? And they ask me, yeah, we want to visit Dallas, we want to visit. I'm like, you're not going to visit Texas if you do that. Right. It's not even Texas anymore. That's true. And it's not what makes Texas work. That's not what makes Texas exist. You know, even this country, all this country was built by what kind of people build America? Yeah. The rancher, the minor, okay? The people working on the herd, on the land, the fishermen, okay? All of these people built America. Who was the first people to decide how to, how to earn the land, how to make a court and judge? That was the rancher. That was the, the people, the farmers, okay? That was these people, okay? These people built America. This country was built by rural people, tough rural guys. Yeah. That's it. And today, that's still these people who keep America the head out of water. Yeah. Like if you if you shut down the countryside of America, what gonna you know stay? Even when you go, and I discovered that even when you go on the deepest blue state possible, like I don't know, Vermont hole, that kind of <laughs> shit. No, really. When yeah. you go on the countryside. It's you the find, same. You find real, real people. You find yeah. real people. People have you know ridiculed me over the years because I could have taken this hat off years ago. Instead, I chose to make a brand out of it because it represents something bigger than me. I'm not out making a living as a cowboy, but it represents the rancher, the farmer, the person who does that. It, and it says, hey, because I know who my audience is. I know the people who listen to this show. And I also know the people who get pissed off by the things that I say. And I'm okay with all of those things because I know who the backbone of America is. I know what drives this country. And I also know those are the people who are the most heavily under attack right now. You take the state of Texas, we rank, uh, we rank sixth in the nation for property taxes. We're number one in our metropolitan area. So our cities are number one in the nation for property taxes. And that goes exactly against everything that you said a minute ago about getting acreage for, for $30 and then no taxation. But, but John Locke, you know, life, liberty, property, those are the principles and foundations of freedom. And, and the fact that they're taxing all of those things, attacking all of those things, your property, you'll never own your property in the state of Texas. That in and of itself is crazy. And it's a tragedy. It's criminal. But if you looked at if let's say, you know, if you took a map of the United States and each state was a puzzle piece and it was sitting here and you were looking at it. If you take Texas out, the whole thing crumbles, the puzzle crumbles. And, and if you take that out and I know for a fact, as my friend Don Huffines, I've heard him say numerous times that the 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 barrier, the bulwark that keeps Texas red is the rural people in this state the cities are gone they're gone and and we have a living it's amazing as i alluded earlier the world has gotten so much smaller i mean i, I can send a message i'm here immediately i'm here yeah that's, that's, I mean, that's the best example there it is i can get on an airplane in seven hours i can be in france i can be in paris nine but yeah yeah i can be there boom i'm used to traveling from atlanta when i go over there <laughs> but yeah or new york but yeah i can be there and so the, but we still, that, that example is so close to us, we can see it, but we're still not learning from it. It's yeah. right there. You but see what's the, happening the there. We're not is, learning the you lesson. You don't really know what happened about there. Mm -hmm. You think you know. Even the conservative side, leftist side, both of y'all, you think you know what happened over there, but you don't really don't know because you know only what the media going to report you. I'm going to tell you how it is. 
to have a property in France. Because you say, here, you never really own your property. I'm going to yeah. tell you what it is in France. And I'm sure you don't know what it is in France. And it's crazy. But for, before that, I won't tell you how I see that. When you, you say, you know, that part of the puzzle that America is. What I see, for me, the best like pictures I got, it's like Texas and America. Texas is kind of like a mainly patriarchal husband. Mm -hmm. Okay. And America is his anno annoying wife, okay? Always complaining about, <laughs> you know, how mainly it is. Yeah. Why do you fart in the bed? <laughs> Why do you come into in the house with your dirty boots? But she fucking need it. Why? Because Texas is providing money, oil, electricity, okay? Mm -hmm. He paid for all of that for whole America. Okay? He worked for all of that. So she, she, even if she is annoying, she can't live without him. Right. He sacrificed the border. Like her husband sacrifices the, the fact to have like a mainly uh, tough guy in the house sacrifice your house. That's what happened here in Texas. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all this crying little shit was like uh, complaining about it. You can't fucking live without Texas. That's real. Texas is a state who give the most soldiers in the U.S. Army. That's right. So... You're gonna live without that? You you want you wanted to cold like all of these people complaining about whole Texas is a fascist state, all Greg Abbott is fascist and everything. Okay, okay, okay. You wanna live without Texas? You sure you wanna call these guys like the Texas independence movement, nationalist movement, and mm -hmm. say, okay, no, you can't go the way. If Texas is independent tomorrow, that's the ninth uh, richest country in the world. But if America lost Texas, They lost thousands and thousands of soldiers. They lost the biggest electricity production, the biggest oil production. You know, they, they will lose the massive work you do at the border, even if they complain about that. Yeah. I'm not sure they want to pay that price. Yeah. Well, and, and I've had people who have said to me over and over again, they said, well, just go ahead. We won't miss you. Yes, you will. Oh, you will, for sure. You will. You and, will. And people say, well, the federal government won't let you do that. And I said, well, we're, we're not asking for their fucking permission. We're not. We didn't that, ask in 1836. Exactly. Did you? You know, don't, don't come to me with your subjugated mindset with a boot on your neck telling me what I can and can't do as a free man. Because let me tell you what I do have the freedom to do, to die for what I believe in. And if I and, and, and people have done it throughout history, so don't say, oh, you won't do it. Uh, people have done it throughout history. They'll do it again. Yeah, they'll do sure. it again. For sure. So if you're looking at a situation like France and you say, okay, the only the only solution here is collapse. It's got to fall in on itself. That house of cards has got to crumble. Yeah. It's got to implode. Because we didn't speak about a big part of the problem, but yeah. in France, I, we're 68 million yeah. people. We're living with 20 million Muslim people in France. Yeah. I know. Yeah. We're living with another population who hate us. Yeah. It's so when so, everything so is going to collapse, that. let's unpack that it's going to be a big fight. Let's unpack that for a minute. So you've, yeah, got, yeah. you've got 68 million. That's the total population of France. Yeah, yeah. 20 million of those are, are Muslim, Muslim population. People. Yeah. yeah. They're not indigenous to France. They, these are not, these are, these are migrants. However you choose it's to label them. migrants, it. it's like generation, like, you know, like it, this. In migrant, some cases, they're generation. Yeah. It's like, it depends. If a big part of migrants, we got a, a, a crazy legal yeah. immigration, but it's also just some of the son of the son, but they never, you know. Well, let's go never, back to what you alluded to earlier. There was. Where you said in France, they had eight or nine kids. 
Well, the difference is now the Muslim population is having eight or nine kids. And I pay for that with my taxes. That's your tax. That's that 66 percent. That's to 75 percent. And that's what you're paying for. Yeah. And these people do not have free health care. I paid like, let's say that. Chad. Okay. I touch wood. It doesn't going to happen. Okay. But (laughs) you got a cancer. Okay. You're flying with me to France. You've never been in France just one time for vacation. You never work in France. You never live in France. You just fly with me to France. We're going to carry you for free. We're going to carry your cancer for free. Mm-hmm. Is that normal? Fucking normal? You never spend a, a fucking dollars in France. I'm going to pay for that. Yeah. That's what happened. So all these goddamn illegal immigrants, they came. They got the free health care. They got the, the minimum salary. They got everything without doing nothing. Not even being legal. Yeah. Why not come? <laughs> Have babies, have grandbabies, yeah. multiple generations, be on, there. On $1,000, it's euros, okay, on yeah. 1,000 euros of public de- uh, dispense, yeah, of public money in France, yeah, yeah. 500 is for social. Wow. 30 bucks is for army. <laughs> Defense, 30 bucks. Social, five fucking hundred. Right. But, but here, here, here's the issue. Because I know people will listen to this and they'll say, oh, you guys have a problem with the color of their skin. No, it's tell me how many of them have come to France to assimilate into French culture to to be French. They're not. They're they're milking the system. Milton Friedman, the great economist, said you can have an open border or you can have a welfare system. You can't have both because if, if you flood the border and you open up your borders with people who are coming in to milk the system, like we're talking about in France, it all collapses. It all collapses. That's why what's happening at our border here in the U.S., these people from all these different nations are not coming here to assimilate. They're not coming here to swear allegiance to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They're not coming here to put their hand over their heart and pledge allegiance. Some of them. Some are. But by and large, they're not because they're coming for the free stuff. Yeah. Mm. Why do you think I excuse myself at the beginning of the show to not speaking English properly? <laughs> Why do you think I'm dressing right. like a Texan? I know so much about Texan culture. It's because I fucking know what it is to live with immigrants who don't give a fuck about your culture. Mm. I don't want to be one of this. I live my entire life with them. Yeah. I spend apartment with them, like building with them. I know what it is to live on your country and they don't even recognize it. Okay. So when you say, oh, man, if I was cross you on a gay station, I will think you're you're a Texan guy. Mm. I'm glad you say that because I'm trying to be because that's the price to pay. I want to be here. I want to I want to have this freedom because I came for freedom because there is freedom in Texas. Yeah. You give me a lot of opportunities. This land gave me a lot of opportunities. I told you about the terrible situation I was in France. And I didn't tell you everything. I was in danger too. A lot of people want to kill me and stuff like that. Okay. There, you let me be what I can be, what I want to be. You let me work. You give me this beautiful land, this protection, this freedom. What is the price to pay being a Texan? Yeah. That's it. I want to tell you, though, about our uh, our sponsor, United Patriot Coin. You know, if you follow me on social media at all, United Patriot Coin has been a good friend of mine for a long, long time. Uh, they are who I trust for gold and silver. A lot of, a lot of times people in their hard economic times are 
trying to figure out, you know, this, you know, economic uncertainty that we're living in with all these weird things that are going on in our world. What do you do? Well, I always advise people, you need to have some gold and silver. And I know there are people out there who say, we well, can't eat gold and silver. Trust me, you need some gold and silver on hand. You need some bullion. You need some coins. You need some stuff you can barter with. There's various things you can use to do that with, but some gold and silver would be a good thing to have on hand. So the folks that I trust, unitedpatriotcoin.com, head over there. You can call them on the phone as well. Talk to Trey on the phone. Tell them Chad sent you, and uh, he'll walk you through all kind of investment opportunities that are out there. So check them out. And go back to that article. And it's funny that, you know, one of the biggest things that they complained about you was was your uh, your catholic Ooh, <laughs> i'm catholic that's right <laughs> but uh he he's now living a typical texan lifestyle oh uh, and, and so, so he so he assimilated he came and he embraced <laughs> you so know i basically what they say it's he did what he expect people to do in his own country yeah. and what he's complaining about it just make it just become an example of what he's asking them to do yes he traded in his paris look for stereotypical texan outfit cowboy hats boots large four by four trucks flannel shirts paris look and a yeah and a pistol which i i could make a lot of jokes that's crazy like i i I could just see you in like tight leather pants and it's it's, (laughs) it's like saying that you got a new yorker look like yeah. saying that I got a Paris look right. from where I come from, of the way I talk, what I'm doing. Like for Persian people, I'm a fucking backward guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that I got a Paris look. That's crazy. Oh, I love this. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, this is, it, it, but again, you, you're right. You came, you embraced a way of life. Yeah. Um, I do. And, and I don't, listen, I don't take anything away. I believe in legal immigrants. I believe in. I, I believe in it. I, I I throw my arms open to you. You're coming here to to embrace the Constitution. Uh, I mean, we're sitting here across from another immigrant right over here. Uh, you know, shy of a hey, silent go, Singaporean. Go I mean, back to your country. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> the guy is here since one year. And I mean, he's like, yeah. go back to your country. <laughs> and it's like, I don't you know, even have the citizenship. Oh, like, brother. <laughs> But the idea that that you know uh, these guys you don't like immigrants you don't no that's not true I I want your values to align to what we're talking about I'm not telling you have to come in here and and, 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 and agree with everything I say I'm okay with the differences our country was built on that but you have to have something to offer to yeah. I came. I not came in Texas like oh, someone can get me a job. I got the money. No, mm-hmm. I built this hunting tree. I got a hunting tree company called HuntingTexas.com, but it, but it's in French. <coughs> yeah, it's a hunting tree company specialized about French people coming hunting in Texas. Okay, so every month I made thousands of French people coming there, paying their buying mm-hmm. stuff, lodging. I, I, I'm I'm a plus for the Texan economy, because I'm paying taxes there. Sure, but more of that. I had something, I had a business from outside. I met all these French people coming there just for vacation, spending money on hunting guide, fishing guide, uh, lodging, the yeah. rental car, everything, you know? So yeah. I got something to offer. I, I don't say that I'm a plus for Texas or something, okay? I, I will stay humble, but I just say that that's what I have to offer. I'm there, I'm taking what you have to give me, this freedom, this protection, this beautiful land, and what I have to offer is that. Yeah. So when you say I trust in legal immigration, I trust in legal immigration that way only, only. 
That's it. And right. If you have something, you want to text something, you have to give something. Yeah. That's it. I don't want these people coming and they're like, yeah, I respect the texting culture, but I got nothing. If you got nothing to offer to this country, this country doesn't have to offer you nothing. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. All right. We've talked long enough. <laughs> yeah. We could do this for hours. Of course. I just want people to take away the lessons here. And there's so many that, that have been given in this conversation that our eyes really should be opened to. I mean, I don't want the only solution to our problems in our country to be let's have collapse. Let's have governmental collapse. Let's have financial collapse. Let's just make everything fall apart and implode. I have said for years that these ideologies are built on a, on a faulty foundation and they're basically a house of cards. And when difficult times come, they're all going to fall in on each other. Not the least of the which is not the least of which is these sanctuary city notions. And now places like Chicago and New York are learning the hard way. They have so many. They have so many illegals there in the streets. They Especially can't. since we're sending them some booze. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they, they can't. They can't put up with it. So they can't tolerate it. So why do we have to get ourselves to destroy? But that is the nature of history. That is the nature of how history repeats itself. We refuse to learn from it. And we do. We all refuse to learn from it until it gets to a point where it's like, okay, the consequences are going to be tragic and devastating. And here we are. You are an old soul. You know, you know what I mean by that? That's a good thing. You're a wise old soul for a 30-year-old man. I, and, I was uh, raised the old-fashioned way. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's a lot of That's the part because we, we can, like you say, we can talk during five hours. But yeah. that's a part we didn't discuss. But education. Mm. Raising kids, it's a big part of that. Because sure. even if I grew up with the most socialist country in the world, I goes in public school, the big brainwash machine, the mm -hmm. big Soviet brainwash machine. I grew up with, like I'm a generation from the 90s, I grew up with television, internet, everything, social media, and I even work on social media. Why I wasn't contaminated? Because mm. of the way I've been, I've been raised. That's it. My parents and my church keep me away. So that's the solution. You want your kids not not living in, in this world. You want your kid live in this world, but being you know like yeah. um, um, like separated of that. You want you want your kids to do cessation. Yeah. <laughs> of that, raise them in the good way. Raise yeah. them in the Texan way, the whole Texan way, with God, country, and that kind of values. And I swear to God, there is no reason, you know, genetic talk too, if it's your son, sure, that's your blood, your soul, and you put your education on it, there is no fucking reason he become one of these weird guys we're talking about. Yeah. But it's important, people have not to give up. Don't let television and school and stuff raise your kid, you know, instead of you. You have a big part of the job to do, you know. Yeah. And I swear to God, like when you say this new generation, they're here in Texas. When you go on the countryside, I can promise you there is some fucking solid ass young guy who can stay for this country. Even some, I, 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 I train in the gym with some 20 years old guy who are raised the good way, tough, Christian, conservative guy. They exist, like they exist all around us in, Texas, in te the Texas country. So it's not a fatalism. To yeah. become the TikTok generation. Yeah. You can grow up with all of that. Instagram, TikTok, and still you can use TikTok. Like, I, I, it's going to sound silly, but you can use TikTok just to show your fuck, the fucking 
10 pound bass you're fishing <laughs> or the, the, the big buck you're just shooting. You can use TikTok, TikTok that way. Yeah. You can use it the good way. Yeah. Okay. It's not a fatalism. So there is a way between just rejecting all this modernism and say all, all the news generation are, are lose. They, if they watch the television, if, they, if they're on TikTok, they'll lose. You know, it's a bunch of CCs. There is a way between that and just embracing the new world order and becoming like a weird, skinny, blue haired guy or yeah. transgender, I don't know, this kind of mutant. There is a way between that. Yeah. You can live with modernity without modernism. Yeah. But it's all about education. Yeah. And same way with social programs without socialism. I mean, you can, uh, and for the la for those of you who, you know, you're going to have to rewind five minutes and since Biscuit jumped in my lap, since y'all <laughs> quit listening as soon as the little eight pound dog jumped up here. What do you want, huh? You, you are a peasant, Biscuit. <laughs> you are a peasant. But I end up having to pay all the tax to you. Uh, Baptiste, thank you, my brother. Well, thank, thank you, you really much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, follow him on social media. You won't understand a damn thing he's saying, but it's, it's good stuff. You want to see uh, some animals getting killed and some fish getting caught and some <laughs> heavy weights getting lifted. And, and some of you uh, some of you cosmopolitan folks out there that uh, parlez-vous français, you guys can understand a little bit of what he's saying, too. I try to watch it just to see what words I can pick up. Uh, it ain't much, but I, I enjoy it. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. And I um, want to encourage you guys, head over to watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is. Find out where I'm going to be out there. We, you know, this is why I go out on the road on the weekends and tell jokes and have fun with people and play a little music every now and then because I deal with this kind of heavy stuff. And I'm trying to, you know, I don't want to be like the guys on the, on the, on the, you know, the deck of the Titanic playing music while the thing goes down. <laughs> we want to try to save the ship along yeah. the way. And yeah. so, man, thank you. I appreciate no, you. No, really, thank you. And we'll do this thing again. We'll yeah. do this thing again. Let's do it. And your English is, is perfectly fine. Yeah, I hope everybody yeah. understand me correctly. They, yeah, I do my good. best. We'll throw a few subtitles in there, maybe. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's legit. Well, travel safe, brother. We'll do this again. You're my friend, and I uh, and I can't wait to read more of these crazy extremist articles about you. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Look forward. Yeah, brother. I'm telling you. Uh, for the rest of you, I want you to go to where podcasts are offered. Leave a five-star rating. It's what we deserve. And uh, give us a review. Tell us what you thought about Bapt Baptiste Marche. Uh, give us your opinion on all of that stuff and uh, let us know. It helps our rankings and we appreciate those of you who continue to support us. I want to remind you uh, my, buddy's, my buddy's game getwokenow.net it's .net. Use promo code Chad he's selling these things at 50% off when you use that promo code. Check it out. But uh, I appreciate you guys. Pray for our country. Pray for our country. I'm telling you we're headed there. We're there. You're, you're seeing it. Turn on the news. You're already seeing what's going on. Um, not a fatalist, not an alarmist. I, I try to be a realist and I, I try to be as optimistic and without the cynicism and skepticism as much as I possibly can. But it seems like uh, our federal government's fighting against us and in culture is fighting against us. So, so stay strong out there. Go read the Constitution and read your Bibles. OK, know that I love you. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.